welcome to season three. I have a very special guest I'm going to bring in on the stage in just a moment. And this is season three. Welcome back. Season three. On this episode, we'll be talking about mental alchemy and the entrepreneur's manifestation play, play sheet with Jeff McCoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the stage, brother. How you doing today, Mr. McCoy? I'm absolutely fantastic, man. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to join you, man. I love your show. Absolutely phenomenal. I love what you're doing and what you're sharing with people. It's beautiful stuff. Please help us liberate the audience, liberate the outliers out there who may be needing that that truth and that liberation in a form of truth by telling us exactly what the entrepreneur's manifestation play sheet is all about. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. The manifestation play sheet is about helping entrepreneurs. First of all, you need to know a little bit about where I'm coming from. I am an entrepreneur. I actually help marketers and coaches to actually get their message across. And I understand that a lot of people are grinding it out. It's just... They think that they can make everything happen just off of their sheer, sheer efforting and trying to force a square peg through a round hole. And they want to disregard the things that take place as far as inner work is concerned. When I'm thinking of manifestation, I'm just I'm not just saying you go into a closet, you just make a wish and things pop out the way you want them to. I'm talking about there's some work that has to be done. It has to take place from within. And, and the thing is, if when you change that inner world, that outer world is going to match that condition in those circumstances. With that, I, said, I say, I, can you say that last part again about that inner world, outer world? Can you say that one more time for me? Okay, my pleasure. What I'm saying is that when you focus on those things that are going on on the inside and not be not be affected, not be directed and, and molded by those things taking place outside, you can actually let that inner world shine. After you've done the work within. You can create your circumstances, create your conditions and your environment around you, and you can create your world. Just like some of us talk about God, some of us talk about the universe, and some of us talk about all that is. Now, all that is handles all that is. But we as individuals, we have our own all that is that we are responsible for. And so we have to handle our own inner universe so that we can create the outer universe that we want around our lives. I had to take a sip of tea on that one, brother. I had to take a sip of tea on that one. So are you saying that we don't see things as they are, but as we are? Are you saying that it's not the external, but the internal that's truly real? And if we can get the internal on the correct frequency, then the external begins to manipulate and change and mold to that internal world that we cultivate within ourselves. Is that what you're saying, brother? That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying if you focus on that which is within, you will automatically, it's going to bleed into the outer world. Those Mm. circumstances, those conditions are going to shift because you've taken that time. You don't have to worry about that stuff on the outside if you focus on that stuff on the inside because the outside will take care of itself. You just got to be, you got to be manning your ship. Like I I talk to some of my clients and I tell them like, look, you are the captain of the ship. And when you can speak into your own spirit, into your own soul, and you can set the coordinates and set the standard, set the direction and the focus as to where we should be going, as a being, as an entity, or as a, a as a totality of a person, then you you don't have to work so hard. Those things are going to guide you forward, and that's the thing I'm talking about when I speak about the entrepreneurs trying to grind it out. They're out there looking for this solution, that solution, and it's, I got this blueprint, I got this plan, I got all these steps and how tos, how I'm going to make it happen, how I'm going to make it pop, and then they get out there and they don't realize that their plan is based upon somebody else's vision, and they may be going on a different path. And when you're going down a different path, what's going to take place is you're going to eventually realize, hey, that ain't exactly where I was going. I was going this way. I hit this little 
I, I didn't hit this roadblock or I didn't hit this detour and the detour ain't on the map. So what do I do now? Then we find ourselves sitting out there looking for an outside solution to an inside problem. But we need to get inside <laughs> and get to work. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me break that button today. You're going to make me break that damn button today. I see it. Oh, all right. All right. Hey, oh, you're saying it. You're saying it. And you keep saying it. So I put this up here. I know we're going to. I want to give the people a taste, hit them with what we talk and we just going to free flow with it. But at the same time, I want to bring in some of exactly what it is that you do. And, and I have it. I have it going down here. But of course, this is going to be placed in podcast as well. So I read it out. My brother says that he is a business and marketing coach. And he says his primary niche and focus is helping faith led entrepreneurs superimpose spirituality and faith with practical business systems to grow faster and earn more with less time, energy, and effort. All right, brother. I think, I believe that that's what you were alluding to just now, but can you tell me a little bit more about this specific statement? So how do you help for in practical reasons, practical, practically speaking, how do you assist in this process? Like, how do you transform, help people transform like that? Well, first of all, I understand there's a lot of truth. My, my, my dad's a pastor. He preached a message one time and, and, it, and it, I, don't, I don't even know if he realized how profound it was. He says, when the truth shows up, the facts don't matter. Now say that again. That when the truth shows up, the facts don't matter because the truth has so the truth has the capacity to shift the facts according to the level that we believe. And of course, based upon my background, which is a Christian background, and I'm not trying to push that on nobody, but I believe that faith without works is dead. So if you, if you can't just sit there and wish in the corner, hope things gonna come. It's going to pop for you. You got to do the work and the work is, in, is involving the things that are inside you. So when you align your inner world with the vision that you have before you, that you concocted in your mind or in your heaven and you have created that you say, you, I'm going down this particular path right here. When you are able to align yourself with that vision, then everything becomes easier. It's kind of it's the difference between having a, a swimmer like you, you've seen people swim and they swim in a river. The thing is, when you swim in the river, you can. You can take 20 strokes, and, and if that river is, is, is going hard against you, you might move two inches. But if you align yourself with the river, when you take two strokes, you're going to run 20 feet. That's what handling your inner world business will actually do for you in the outer world of your, uh, of your external business. And so many people out there efforting and, and trying to make it happen without doing it. Go ahead on, brother. Yeah, please. Let me jump on in. Yeah, man, you're saying a whole lot. And I'm glad. I'm glad to be the one sitting back and just listening, man. And I'm just enjoying. I'm enjoying this space, brother. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the space that we share. And I'm really grateful for you stepping up on the stage, feeling your energy, brother, because it is rejuvenating. Let me just say that. I'm going to pause for a second and say, you said, in your faith, and your faith is Christianity, and Christianity yeah. states work, faith without work is dead. And I believe that while that is also a religious principle, it's also a, spirit, a spiritual universal truth. And so if we can just break that down just a little bit more there. What do you mean or what do you believe that what truth is being revealed in that space, in that statement, faith without work is dead? Well, I'll, I'll explain it like this right here. When you, I, I explained it to my, my boys recently, my, my son. I was talking about that there, there's a higher power that will work with you. You know, I call it God. Like I said, you may come up with something else, but there's a higher power that will work with you. And if you understand that that power 
It's so close to you. It's closer than the breath that comes across your tongue as you speak. And, and you're just looking from the outside trying to get in. And you under, if you understand that it permeates all space, then you have a direct connection that you can tap into. And as you apply your faith and your believing and say faith without work is going to have some external work. It's kind of like when you have the inner faith, you have that anticipation, that eagerness and that desire. And that empowers you and that and, and it creates this energy in your hands that just kind of it's like it, it gives you that powerfulness to accomplish those things that you lay your hands to do. So when you place your hands out there to work and you're in alignment with that vision on a spiritual level, you've gotten rid of all the mess, and the garbage that's inside of you and you can clean things up and you done got your mind right, your thoughts right and your focus right then everything is just going to flow. I use the example when I talk, sometimes I, a lot of times women, they understand when they go into a beauty salon or something, they're getting a perm or, or a relaxer. In many cases like that, you have a situation where there is a, there's a base, so the base cream, and then they have this activator inside me. And the base itself is made of inactive ingredients. But when you put that activator inside of that base, which is what spirituality does for your business, it's like when you are operating in your business and you just pop it off with that base, it's like you got all this energy which and, and effort that you're putting out there and time and, 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 and challenges and problems and obstacles. You're not able to solve those problems because that only represents about 5% of it. 95% of it's going to take place at the work inside is what I'm saying. So when you connect your daily mission to values-based intentions then it appears that your motivation gets turned on autopilot. Is that what you're alluding to as well, brother? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. You don't have to work so hard because there's some autopilot that takes place that's going to lead you and guide you without, without you having to put so much thought and concentration on everything that you're doing along the way. But the same thing is just like the opposite side of faith is doubt. If you have that doubt, it's going to create that resistance, that river going in the opposite direction. It's going to be pushing you back and you're going to be fighting and grinding against your own self and making what seems to be no progress or very little progress, if any. So that's why it's so important. So when I talk about that base, it being your actual, your actual work and your effort and your energy and all the stuff that you're striving to do, your thoughts and your plans and your strategies and step-by-step and how-tos and all that type of stuff. When you got all that type of stuff going and then you run into a hole in the highway. And the detour ain't on the map. What do you do? I mean, you go out. You, it's like you can go out there and try and ask somebody else, what, what should I do with my vision? What should I do with my dreams? Because I ran into this, this hole in the highway and it's not on my map that I got from so-and-so-and-so person. And so now it's like when you get in that place, you spend forever. You spend hours and hours and days and months and weeks trying to figure out you know, how I'm going to find that missing piece. Where is that missing piece of highway that I can put back in here? And the truth of the matter is there is no missing piece of highway. There is a bridge. That bridge is that inner world, that spirituality that you can tap into that's going to bridge you across that gap that you can't find a solution to in outside resource. You got to go back within. I got to say, brother, I likes the way you thug. I likes the way you thug. Or let's, let's just sit on that just a little bit longer. There's a parable in our faith that speaks Mm -hmm. of Peter. And him stepping out on water and mm-hmm. the physical, the physical act of seeing those waves and waters begin to cut up that mm-hmm. drew his attention off of the prize is I moved from the target and then fear ensued. And when fear ensued, he began to sink. There will be fear. Now, let me I just want to interject this. And I know you, you, you were you were hitting on that, but I won't be very direct with the people and let them know that. 
the mind, when it moves into a space of what is unknown, it naturally, because it is xenophobic by nature, it is nat- it will naturally induce fear. But there's a difference between what is dangerous versus choosing to be afraid. You could acknowledge danger and not still give in to your fear. But even when fear is present, understand that when you choose to be authentic, an integral component that you may not hear people talk about all the time, because very, very few people, in my opinion, actually exude this. An integral component of being authentic is courage, which means, which means that in the presence of fear, courage is not the absence of fear, but in the presence of fear, you still choose to do it anyway. You don't know what it's going to look like on the other end, but see, that's where faith comes in because you're moving into that space of the unknown. If you stick to the known, then all you're going to have is what you've been having. So you have to venture out into the unknown, which will induce fear. So how do you deal with that fear? You feed your faith and your doubt will starve to death. Brother, yes, please continue. I just had to just get my little. That, that's beautiful. I, I, I get it. I totally get it. And I can speak from, from my own experience. I mean, fear is real. However, fear doesn't have to dominate. You, you have to face it. And once you face it, that's another aspect of, of doing the inner work and the spirituality. Because the truth of the matter is, in that manifestation process, when you are able to truly tap in, there's a whole nother level of confidence that comes forth. There's a whole nother level of, of, of exuberance and energy to push forward and to dominate, push things out of the way. doesn't mean you take advantage of, of, of anyone. You don't have to compete. But there is no competition because you know that your source is come from a different direction. While everybody else is competing, saying there's only so many slices of pie. There's only so much I can get. So I need to grab as much as I can before somebody else gets to it. And look, I have no competitor. I, 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 I'm, I'm an army of one because I'm tapped in. And according to what I believe, greatest heat is within me. <laughs> the heat is in the world. I'm not, not that I'm trying to go that direction, but you follow what I'm saying. Is that the power takes place from within. And when you can tap into that power, fear has to flee. Because the thing is, your, your thoughts cannot occupy two spaces at one time, or two thoughts cannot occupy the, the space of your mind at one time. So you're either going to focus on the fear and the doubt and the resistance. I mean, you're just going to give your attention and place your energy on a future, on a future expectation that's not even warranted. Awareness, attention, we just flowing, brother. Wherever attention goes, energy flows, and everything is made out of energy. And so the more attention you put towards your fears, the more you attract those fears naturally because everything consists of energy. And you are energy, and you are projecting energy constantly. So wherever attention goes, energy flows. Just that, just that simple. And so we must develop, this is why mindfulness is so effective for so many people who actually practice it. It's because you are developing the skill of moving your awareness based off of your values, as opposed to what it is that your mind is afraid of, because your mind will always find something to be afraid of, because that amygdala or fear center of your mind is always scanning for, for threats in the environment. Imagine that. You're trying to focus on your dreams and hopes and aspirations, and there's a part of you that has no concern for that whatsoever. It is only focused on what is the next threat. Will you respond to that? Or you will respond to your highest thought, your highest thoughts, your highest uh, uh, aspirations, your highest desires, your true heart's desires, and that's where you must take the journey. This is this is where we get deeply spiritual, and that is a spiritual journey to move from your head to your heart. Your head has no understanding as to why you ever need to visit down down to towards your heart. What's down there? I mean, I can do everything that you need done up here. Well, what's the issue? 
But until the unconscious becomes conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. You must travel to your heart so you can see yourself. So you can see those things that you are afraid of learning about yourself. There really weren't things to be afraid of. There were misunderstandings. And also you understand that your fear is no more than a mirage because the more that you move towards it, the more it dissipates because it's false evidence appearing real. It's not even real. Smoke's mirrors. It's the boogeyman you created and convinced that it was true for you. And now you respond to it. And wherever intentionality, wherever you direct your attention, again, intentionality reflects relationships. So the more intentional that you respond to your fears, the more real it is for you because you're declaring based off of your authority to say this is true. An elephant doesn't need to be in the, in the room for you to say that it's true for you. A snake doesn't need to be in the room for you to declare that it's true for you and you to respond from that. We see this with people who suffer from severe mental illnesses and psychosis. But let me tell you, that is no more than a reflection of ourselves because we also, in, we have an inner world going on and we have an inner family going on. And that family has thoughts and fears and concerns about different things. And it responds to things that may not be present in the physical. Oh, yeah. All right. Let me let me start because brother, I want them to know about you and learn about you. So let me just pause. I'm just feeling inspired to speak today, man. So that I appreciate <laughs> this up, energy brother. that you taught us. Man. <laughs> you, you all do what you do, man. <laughs> but plus, tell us yeah. more about the the, the the template, man. Like the manifestation play sheet. So this play sheet is this like a physical play sheet or like what is it? Well, the the manifestation play sheet is it's. it's for one thing, a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs that, I, that, that are out there, they don't realize this. there are people that talk about spirituality and they understand it and understand it well. And they, they, they help people to get better lives and things of that nature. But then you got the entrepreneurial world. They say, OK, well, it's all about the money and I just got to grind. And I just got to hustle it out. And my thing is I bridge the gap. I grew up in a, a church background and I'm like, look, why is the other you know, why, why is the faith of every other religion working but mine? And I'm like, what's going on? I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it under. Why is it? If I, if I think I have the truth, if I believe I have the truth, why ain't my deal working? What's going on? So I'm like, look, I need to do some, I need, I need to dig a little and see what it is that I'm missing or haven't seen or hadn't quite heard and understood. And I learned to eat the meat, spit out the bones. I'm, I'm not changing my religion, but I, if I see something and I understand what's taking place and that it works and it's not going against what I believe. I'm like, oh, everybody has their own customization. They have their own world that they're creating for themselves. And so as I dove into that stuff, that that's kind of what got me into this world. I was already a, a marketing business coach and I started looking at why come our people aren't getting no results. And when I started applying the things, here's the crazy part is, is that when I started applying it, man, I started getting things popping up. I mean, I started getting $10,000 clients with my business when I had been struggling for months and stuff like that. And I started getting things where I'd miss a flight going somewhere and then I'd, catch, I'd get an unexpected flight. I thought I'm going to have to wait hours and one pop up 30 minutes later and then I land at the destination on the other side of the country two minutes later than my original flight. Stuff like that. It happened all the time. I might, I might be focusing on a certain number of revenue dollars that I want that might be $30,000, $40,000. And I'm thinking it's coming one way, but because I didn't build up so much energy of who I am and understanding my identity and knowing that, hey, there is an infinite abundance that I am deserving of and have access to if I can claim it and I can believe it within myself without the doubt, man, then I can continue to move forward. And there might be some slight detours and in, 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 along the way, and, and But yet, it still comes about. It don't have to come the way I planned. Because the thing is, you don't have to always know the how. You just have to have the clear vision of where you're going. And when you have that clear vision of where you're going, the how will come as you move forward. 
And that's where that work takes place. So you don't want to be out there working by yourself and, only, and by your own energy and going by the limited scope of your own conscious knowledge of, of what's going on around you and your past experiences. That is not even humanity in a drop of the ocean. You know, that you need to be able to tap into something higher than yourself. And that's what manifestation is about from my perspective, is being able to tap in to that higher self or that high, higher version of you in your spirit, your subconscious, and being able to get answers that are not cognitively available in your, your, your neighbor resources and things that might be around you. You need that divine drop in that where it's like, boom, here it is. Here's your answer. This is what you need to get over there. Cool. Yes, devil's advocate. If you're seeking a life coach, nocturnal therapist is the name and mental alchemy is the game. If you want to understand how to transmute, transform, and transcend these challenges and these challenging emotions, find me at the School of Outliers at becomingoutlier.com slash links. Again, that's becomingoutlier.com slash links. Stay lit and agape. Let me change that up. Curiosity. And I know that this is this is important for the people who, you know, who may be in a space of buy humbug. So let me ask you, how is it in a world where it's all about the money? Are you able to, let's say you branch out and decide to be a life coach, how you are in, in you have to put certain systems in place, but those systems require work. Those workers require money and you come from a place physically where it is not in abundance physically. Mm-hmm. How do you make that jump? Because it's easy. Look, if 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 I'm born middle class and and upper class and my people got things aligned for me and all this other foolishness. Look, I told a friend recently, I said, for most black people, the word inheritance, we treat inheritance, we treat that the same as we treat Santa Claus. They don't come around yet. Inheritance. <laughs> exactly. What's that? <laughs> what the hell? What? That, that's a thing? I heard of that before, but what? So when you're coming from that, because it's easy, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier when you come with some safety net there, a strong safety mm-hmm. net with some cushions, you know what I mean? And I mean, that good, those good yeah. cushions too. It's Absolutely. easier to speak that speak. So what do you say to the person that's trying to make something out of nothing? Okay. <clears throat> to the person that's trying to make something out of nothing. First of all, when we understand, and I don't want to get too deep on it, but I want to, I want, I want to try and give an answer to that. When we understand that everything is a form of energy, when you start looking at, every, all, we understand matter is made of compounds, compounds made of, of, of atoms and atoms broken down into protons, neutrons, and electrons, and those even broke down uh, into subatomic particles. And beneath all of that, is they, they have these subatomic particles that actually bounce in and out of reality. So it has the ability to shift. And this is scientifically proven. It has the ability to shift its form and become a part of something different than what it was originally a part of. And our uh, spiritual alignment will allow us to tap into that and create form. So when we are putting our focus and our thoughts with them being real things and having real substance to actually create, that's that creative power. So when, that, when, when you have the universe creating things for us, what we, the cosmos that we exist in, and we have that same creative power within us to create that within our lives. That's why it's so important that we were watching what we're speaking because those words, as they resonate in our ears and they go in our thoughts, and they drop down to our solar plexus and become a part of our spirit, and they become the word becomes flesh. And then it starts creating the world around us. So first of all, you have to work on that inner part 
that's going to that's going to allow you to shift the energy of how you see because you can if you first of all you think money came from the mint or some paper or some some outside construct see money can't even be invented from that perspective because money is a spiritual thing you can't even have money without spiritual you have it, you have to be able to inject that energy into it and shift your beliefs about money i heard i read john price he said money he uses it as an acronym m o n e y is my own natural energy yield that's money my own natural energy yield so first of all my being something that is is mine it's like i own it i, I own it and own is it belongs to me natural God given, God creates all this nature around us. We understand natural. We see it growing up around us all the time. Energy is what is at the core and the center of every single thing. And then when we put our own nature and the energy of our nature into work, then it yields us money. So we have to shift in. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, no, no, finish that statement. Oh, finish oh, that I, statement. I, okay. So we actually have to shift our energy in order to see our relationship because you have a relationship with money just like you have it with people. And however that relationship is, your self-concept as it pertains to money, that's the way money's going to behave with you. Because just because you have a limitation, money is not limited because some people have more than they'll ever be able to spend in a lifetime. It's about the relationship with money. And if you look at it, the way the universe is designed, the way God designed it, he created inf- infinite abundance everywhere. You go outside, look at the trees, how many leaves are on these trees this time of year? I mean, and, and and you drive down a country road, how much grass, how many blades coming up out of the ground, all the sand on the beach. I mean, we are taking breaths and sips going, no, we got, we taking big breaths because we know the next one's there. We don't think about it. We just know it's there. And when you get to the place to where you aren't worried about money, because when you're focusing on worry, you're attracting that thing that you don't want. So you say, oh man, it's, it's so hard. I, I, I need some money. Oh, so the universe and God says, oh, you want some more, need some money. <laughs> so he gives you some more, need some money. So you got to shift yourself out of that need some money and you got to do something that's selfless and take your focus off it because people are focusing on money is an effect. It's not the cause. Underneath everything is a spiritual layer of cause. And once you understand that, you will be able to allow money to take form on top of that cause and it will show up in your life and start coming to you in infinite directions. But when you are starting from the beginning, you don't want to believe that. You don't want to buy that. You want to say, hey, well, I just don't have it right now. If you need to say something, you stop me anytime. If you just say, I want to, I, I want to, I, I don't have it right now. So you start where you are and you use what you got. That's where faith comes in. In, in. in my belief, Jesus, he had two fish and five loaves of bread and the feed 5,000. So you use what you got. And when you start shifting your beliefs and your perspective about the little bit that you got, I mean, even I don't have a, a, a money issue, but when I start looking around, if I see a penny on the ground, oh, money comes to me and I expect it. So when I see it, I don't just walk over it. I have a respect relationship. I respect money. It respects me. So it keeps hanging out. That's the way it works. And when you shift your self-image and your concept about how you see money, you can start with the small things. You don't have to start with the, according to your level of faith. Start where you are on the level that you are. You may say, hey, well, I don't have a whole lot to do all that, but do what you can do with the little bit that you have and set aside something. And it may be that, hey, you got to take a small portion and buy somebody that's behind you at a, at a restaurant or at a and the drive-through, pay for the man behind you's meal. That's showing the universe and showing God that, hey, I know that money belongs to me. It's going to come to me so I can release it. The thing is, when you hold on to it and you hoard it, it's not doing you good. It's not doing anyone else good. But when you let it go, 
It's taking care of their children, taking care of their household, taking care of, it's taking their family out, paying their electric bill. When you see that, that energy going to you and serving a higher cause than just yourself, and you think, I just got to stack it up for me because there's a limited supply. When you realize there ain't no limited supply and you can let it go, when freely, free, if you freely let it go, it can freely flow. And you can become a conduit through which money can flow on a regular basis and you don't think nothing of it. It's like, it's like when they ask you, well, what do you think about money? I don't think about it. It belongs to me. So let me ask you this, brother. This is beautiful. And, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful to have some who understand, rather, who has done the intentional study to understand certain truths. With that being said, differentiate what you said from Calvinism, because I don't want, I, I, no, it's not about what I want, but I not believe that it is just from a Calvinistic view, which you are not, in my opinion, purporting at all, but from a Calvinistic view, it is, if you are poor, it's very much like a caste system. If you are poor or you are impoverished, it's because you have no faith. The last thing I, 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 I in this space at least, want any person who is struggling financially to believe that you're struggling financially because you don't have faith. No, it's those that have those pennies who are really, that I see, who are holding into the, the holding on to the most faith. They're giving they last based off of their faith. So I don't want anybody who's an outlier or who listens to anything I got to deal with believe that I endorse Calvinistic views because that is antithetical to what I, to what I understand. Now, you believe what you want. You know, in respect for what you believe. You're a Calvinist and you're a Calvinist. I'm not saying, you know, kick rocks or whatever, just kick rocks here. This is just where, this is just what we believe here. So can you distinguish for the people the difference between what I said, what I articulated? Is it, is it a form of, of, of Calvinism where it's really, if you, got, if you have money, then that means you have faith. If you don't have money, that means you don't have any faith. Well, I think faith is, the thing with faith is it's a component. It's if you have faith, you're taking action. And the thing is, is that a portion of that action is what exemplifies the faith. You can't, you can't necessarily see faith. It's not something just touch and, and feel. But you can see somebody moving towards something or taking a little step here and there, making a little bit of progress. They don't necessarily expect to conquer the world overnight because we, you know, every, everybody has a tiny bit of faith. That they, they know, hey, if I go hit this light switch on the wall, the light's going to come on. So everybody works with some type of faith somewhere. Even though they don't understand how electricity works, they know if I hit this switch, the light's going to come on. So at the level that you're at, your, your faith might be you just trusting that, hey, I'm going to have dinner tonight and, 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 and or I'm going to feed my children tonight. And whereas in looking in your pockets, it may not come. But when you can tap in from the perspective of understanding that you are just not out here willy nilly going all by yourself, having to figure it out with all of the, the complexity of man that God has created, that the universe has created. I mean, it's, it's, it's unfathomable to me to, for people to think we just evolved from an amoeba into this super high, hydro complicated creature that can process 500,000 different decisions inside our, our body in one second. It's hard for me to fathom that. And it, that, that's going to take place without some type of spiritual component that's taking place inside there. And so I understand everybody's not going to be there. They're not going to, because I wasn't there. That was the reason why I went out on a search to try and find out why is my faith not working for me? Because there was some things, once you start getting in the line with truth, that's when the facts don't matter. You can begin to shift those things that are in your environment. Because 
our mind is like a garden. And, and, and initially it may not be that you got the faith that you need to grab everything. But once you understand, start to understand what money is and, and, and stop thinking at, of it as a paper thing, because then you put your trust in the money and you put your trust in the effect. And so that's why when people make money suddenly and they start, oh, they start, hey, I got money. I'm good now because they feel like they have gotten their savior, if you will. And the truth of the matter is, is when you focus on the money, you're focusing on the effect, but you're taking your eyes off the cause that created it. And the part of creating as as energetic beings, part of our job is to put what little bit of faith we have in our capacity to work to create something that is of value to something else. I have a couple of books out, like in my second book, EP3, Unleash Your Ethical Passion, Power, Purpose. That book went number one on Amazon in eight categories. And that particular book, you know, if you look at the at, at the price of that book, you say, okay, hey, I paid $20. This book isn't worth $20 to me. Maybe to you it's not worth $20. But to the next person who understands what I am imparting, it can be worth thousands to that person. So you have to be able to give of your natural energy in whatever form it may be. And, and, and the less you choose to use your mind and your spirit, the more you have to depend upon your hands and your back. And the back and the hands pay less. The mind and the spirit pays more. So you choose. So I'm hearing some practical steps here. What you have is more than enough. So, I mean, this is my takeaway. What you have is more than enough. And I'll say this is a lesson that, that I myself has. I've been learning and I've learned over time. It wasn't until actually my most recent history where this affirmation came along and I actually felt it. It says you have more than enough. You said that you have a proprietary system that you teach as a part of your framework, the persuasive influence of ethical communication expression, the peace formula for short. I don't know. I understand a few boo-boo words on here, so I hope I ain't violating the ethics there. But can you explain this right here, brother? Can you, can you talk to the people about this? Well, basically, it, it ties in with the with the, the manifestation play sheet as well. Because the manifestation play sheet in and of itself is kind of just like a preload to helping people to understand that as far as get, going through a process of taking steps, it's basically a walk into meditation that's going to allow you to get into that inner space so that you can start creating things in your inner world that your spirit can attach to and align with so that you that you will subconsciously begin to move in the direction you need to move towards as you keep that focus in front of you. But at the same token, you understand that you have to have something you have to offer. If you're giving my own natural energy yield, that means you have to have something that you're offering that can be blessed by your energy. So when you're putting your energy out there, you're looking and when you talk about the peace formula as far as the persuasive influence of ethical communicative expression, I understand that there's only two reasons why people do anything. And you're talking about selling your services or your ability, your capacity. They're only going to do something for two reasons. There's either something that they want or there's something they don't want to experience. There's something they want to experience or there's something they don't want to experience. Those are the two motivators, the main motivators. And if you can understand that, then from there, you can actually tap into the things that's going to drive them and to motivate them. And you'll be able to give them the things that they want. When you understand what they want that's on the other side of that bridge that we talk about, that spiritual bridge I was telling you about. That is, that's that connection. When you're trying to figure it out on your own, there may not be no regular logical thinking path. You may have to depend upon something being dropped into your spirit. And those are those times you got to be able to step aside and go into your inner world. And sometimes you got to just Ask the question, then shut up, be still, and listen. 
You got to be ready to receive what's dropped into your spirit. You, you got to be ready to receive what dropped in your spirit that you could not come up with your own intellect because we're being limited and finite. There's no way we can know everything and all of the multiplicity of possibilities as far as how something could go. That's the reason why you can have a vision that's clear in your spirit and you can believe by just attaching your emotion and your feelings to it. When you believe it, when you believe something, you apply your love to it. And when you're applying that love to it, it love, is, it, it has its, it's an act, but it has an emotion too. And if that emotion isn't there, you can't really say you believe something because you'll fight with somebody. Somebody make you mad, somebody slap your mama, you want to fight. Somebody bother your spouse or your wife or husband or whatever. I mean, you don't stand up for that because you, you, you believe they belong to you. That, that's, that's mine. You don't touch that right there. And so when you believe it to the point to where it excites you from the inside, you say, I know it's real. Even though I don't see it physically around me, I ignore my natural eyes. Yeah, I use it to walk around and interact with people, but I don't look through those eyes. I look through that gift of imagination, that gift that I was given in my spirit to be able to see with clear and vivid detail where I'm going, a clear picture of where I'm going. So I know when I get there, I'll be able to recognize it when I find it because this is already there. I knew where I was going. So when you can make that picture so clear and then you can get in those long times and those, and you can sit down and you be quiet, you can ask the question, you can shut up and listen and trust that God is going to deliver you the answer when you sit there and acknowledge. It's like the more you become conscious of the presence and you're more and, and the more susceptible you become to uh, receiving. And it's like the more you acknowledge the presence, the more you acknowledge God, the more you acknowledge the universe, the more it will pay attention to you. It says, oh. They recognize I'm here. You know, in the Bible, they say, yeah, I stand at the door and knock. So it's like God's waiting for you, paying some attention. Open the door. Shut up. Sit down. Hey, come on in. Come on in. I've been waiting for you. Come on, talk talk to me. I'm, I'm, I'm quiet. I'm right here. Come on in my living room. Get in my mind. Talk to me. Give me the answer that I could not get on my own and there was nobody else I could ask for. And no other place I could go, another shiny object I could buy or thing I could pick up to help me get over this hole. And I know there ain't no piece of the hole, but I know that you can lift me up and elevate me over this bridge to the other side, to where I'm trying to get to. And that's what this is all about. Had to give you that applause. Had to give you that applause, brother, humbly. <laughs> and if I may, regurg- not regurgitate, but just state my, 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 the way that I conceptualize it, in addition to the way you conceptualize it, there are endless possibilities. There's a physical world, and then there's beyond. They'll just call it beyond. And there are endless possibilities in this quantum field. And us as co-creators, we latch on to certain thoughts and possibilities. And depending on how strong our faith is and our vision, we continue to stare at that possibility. And wherever attention goes, energy flows. And so in this quantum field, we continue to stare and latch on to this and even move towards it as we pull it towards us. And we're pouring more and more energy into it as our thoughts, words, and deeds align with that possibility. And then eventually that possibility in the quantum realm becomes so dense that it can no longer stay and remain in the quantum realm. It collapses into the physical. And now you have manifested that which you have sought to manifest through thought, word, deed. Is that, some, is that in the realm of what you were saying, brother? Dude, that's on the head. The band with the hammer on the head. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I do a little razzle dazzle every now and again. You know what I'm saying? A little razzle dazzle every now and again. <laughs> also, yes, <laughs> brother. Look, 
I, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show, man. Look, I've been putting up the, excuse me, I've been putting up your links, but for those of us, and I know you're going to flow better than I flow with this one, for those of us who are listening, as opposed to viewing this on YouTube, can you just please tell the people where to find you at? Okay. You can find me on Facebook at Jeff McCoy. Actually, The Real Jeff McCoy is my actually business page on Facebook. And I'm also at The Real Jeff McCoy on Instagram. Those are the places where you can find me most and you can reach out to me. If you also tap into that, the, the, the link tree link, it gives you the whole list of, of places you can, can catch up with me and how you can correspond with me and so forth. But those are the places that I am most visible is on Facebook and on Instagram. And I'm doing my, my best. I'm trying to give of myself because I want to help make this world a better place. I want more people of us, us who understand the truth to create more people who understand the truth so we can make this whole situation better for all of us. One last time for the people. One last time for the people. All right, brother. And is there anything else you, you, you would like to say? I'd just like to say I, I appreciate you taking the opportunity, allowing me an opportunity to share with your audience. I'm humbled and appreciative. And I, I'm, I'm blessed by you, your your wisdom, your insight, your truth, that real 100 talk. I love it. Sometimes, you know, me, me being a, a, a PK, I, sometimes I have to be politically correct. But I understand. I, I say, don't let the smooth, don't let the smooth taste fool you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, and, and just in case y'all don't know, both of us are PKs on the stage now. Both of us are PKs. Well, just one of our PKs will adhere into the etiquette. The other one <laughs> is an outlier. <laughs> hey brother man but it's been so good to have you on this show like seriously i really i respect you man and i appreciate the wisdom the knowledge you're dropping man and ignorance and freedom can't coexist so i'm always looking for people who drop knowledge man so i'm definitely going to be in touch i'm gonna stay in touch i mean i got to develop a communication system this is one of the things i realized i have to be intentional about developing a communication system to stay in communication with my people because it's so easy for me when i do not practice practice that skill of networking and continuing that that relationship so easy for me to keep on working 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 on these projects that i'm doing without the connection and so i just want to say it on air that i i definitely have every intention on being intentional about maintaining connection with your brother and also learning from you man because this energy of of money and whatnot that is still with so many of us having traumatic experiences from being yeah. impoverished and whatnot. It's one of the hardest things to break. To wear shorts for draws. <laughs> I used to have to wear shorts for draws, so mm. I get it. <laughs> mm. Dude, yeah, you know, I ain't even want no shorts for draws. Now they, I, <laughs> my people make sure I got them draws, but yeah, from from the trenches. <laughs> to the, all right, so this brother has has been the expanded. That's why you teaching this. As a matter of fact, man, that's that's look, you've been there. You've been there. You understand. And you understand now. So I appreciate that. So I'm going to be looking at your stuff for that as well so I can get more enlightenment on that end so I can continue to heal from my 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 wounds of life without having it's a completely different perception. But when you think about it, banks, I'll just say this, banks make more money off of impoverished folk than rich folk ever because of those constant NSF fees that we give them. They bank on us not being able to pay to get them NSF fees and have to pay knowing that banking is a part is a part of the the whole system. And so locked into this rat race, that's what I call it, the trap, the rat race. Locked into that rat race, you hear some of these things and it's like, what? I just got this rude person who talked to me like I was trash, like I was black trash 
in this bank say this, this, and this, when I even thought about mentioning possibly learning about a banking loan, you know what I mean? And so when you encounter mm-hmm. that, you got to understand. That's why I said Tupac said that, that it's hard to be an angel when you're surrounded by demons. When you hear a whole bunch of these no's, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you got to make sure that you affirm your truth by saying you can, you can, you can, and continuing to look at what it is that you're looking at. Because all those you can't, those represent in my faith, the parable that I mentioned earlier, those waves that are coming away and scare you and make you lose and, and is there to influence you to lose faith so that you sink. But the race is not given to the swift, but to those that endure it. It don't matter how fast anybody else going. It ain't really mad about anybody else journey altogether. It's about your journey. They say, again, I'll I'll end it with my favorite author. He says, seek not the path to God, but rather to seek God on your path. You see, when you begin to look, when you begin to really search, and then you close these eyes, that the two eyes that are constantly looking outward and attaching your identity to what's on the outside, when you close these eyes and you open up this eye right here, which looks inside, then you start to gain that insight. And when you get that insight and you bring that into the outer world, now you're experiencing things on a whole new level. And I'm done. I'm done, man. I'm done. I'm done. I appreciate you being here, brother. Real talk. Man, it was my pleasure. <laughs> Look, Outliers, this has been season three, another episode of season three. I got my brother on here, Jeff McCoy with a K. McCoy with a K, y'all. On Mental Alchemy and Entrepreneur's Manifestation Play Sheet, I appreciate y'all listening. I pre- appreciate my brother being here, dropping knowledge, sharing the stage. It's really been a blessing. And y'all stay lit, stay living, and y'all true. And we are out. Mm-hmm.